Holy Father, we ask for that anointing this night, the anointing to teach the Word with the power and authority and the accuracy only the Spirit of Almighty God can bring. We ask this night for the teacher to work diligently with us this night that he may open our hearts and leave an eternal deposit of the Word of God. Father, we thank you this night for revelation knowledge, that knowledge, that true knowledge coming straight from the Spirit of God will penetrate our hearts. Father, we ask this night not only for clarity on my end, but on the other end, understanding. We thank you that the Spirit of grace will cause this to come about. Now, Father, as we break this bread of life tonight, we thank you that you will confirm it this night with signs and wonders in the Holy Ghost. We thank you this very night that the Word will go forth in that mighty power that He brings and the accuracy only He can bring. And Father, we'll give you all the glory, the honor and the thanksgiving for it in the most high name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Never saints said. Amen. Amen. Turn with me tonight to the seventh chapter of the book of St. Matthew. Last Sunday night we started teaching some things about how to handle the storms of life. We're going to pick back up right along that area. Praise God. How many of you know the storms of life are not what defeats you? If it was, it'd, it'd defeat everybody. But the storms of life cannot defeat you. Can you say amen? amen? If storms and problems and trials is what defeated you, well, they'd defeat everybody. But some people get victory. Amen? Some go through the storm and through the fire and through the trial, through the temptation, and come out on the other side victorious in Christ Jesus. Amen? Praise be unto God. So that's where I want to find out how to get through them. Because they're going to come, folks. Amen? You're not going to just float through life, you know, like on Mahatma's a rug or something. Everything's just going to be just floating along. It does not work that way. When you got born again, you changed lords and your, your old lord is mad at you, folks. <laughs> How many of you know he's mad at you? Amen. Praise God. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Seventh chapter of Matthew, the 24th verse. Talking about the storms of life. said, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him to be a wise man. Say, a wise man. Say, a wise man. Say, I'm a wise man. Which built his house upon a rock. And when the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened to a foolish man. Say, foolish man. Foolish man. Say, foolish man. foolish man. Which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Praise be unto God. In these passages, he talks about 
a wise man and a foolish man, and the wise man's house fell not, but the foolish man, his house fell. The storms, the winds, the trials, the tests, the problems came to both men. But one man was on the solid rock, praise God, and that which put him on the solid rock was him being a doer of the Word. Only the Word that you'll act upon is the Word that you believe. Only the Word that you act upon is the only Word that you believe. And unless you begin to practice and put the Word into action in your life, it'll not work for you. People have told me, well, blessed be God, the Bible's full of so many promises. Yes, they're only promises until you begin to act upon them and then they become fact in your life. They become part of your life. They're not a promise to us. They're the facts of Almighty God, just like our Constitution of the United States. Hallelujah. And when we begin to act upon them and do what the Word says, we're built on that solid rock. And when the storms of life come and the trials, the problems, the sickness, hallelujah, we can stand in the middle of the storm and do like Jesus did and say, peace be still. I'm on the solid rock I stand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, that's the only time it'll work for you, folks. It won't work any other way. It won't work just listening to it. I've seen people die listening to tapes. I mean, die with sickness. And he had every Copeland, every Hagen, and went through healing school and everything else listening to tapes. I'm a great one for listening to tapes. I believe in them. Blessed be God, but all that does is accumulate knowledge for you to act upon. Can you say amen? And unless you begin to practice it and put it into your daily life, you'll be just like the man that heard it. You might can quote it. You might can sing it. But until you act upon it, it's not yours, friend. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, someone said, well, the reason that house fell because it's built on the sand. No, it's built on the sand because he was a hearer of the word and not a doer. See? Praise be unto God. 29th verse down there, Jesus was teaching there. He said, and he taught, taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. You know what will happen when a man becomes a doer of the word? He'll start operating in some authority. Hallelujah. You ever notice that? Man, he, it's not real to a man that just hears it. It's not real to him. He, he knows, you know, thank God, God can heal, and he's done that in past times. And he done it through Brother Roberts, and he done it through Brother Hagin, and he's done it through them. But when he starts being a doer of the Word, thank God he's doing it for me today. Hallelujah. It becomes real in my life. It becomes a part of my life. It becomes what God has spoken unto my heart. Hallelujah. It's not for somebody else. It's not for that generation or this one coming. It's for me, for I serve the great God I am. Hallelujah. And I am hooked up to the healer. Amen. Praise be unto God. Glory to God. Doing the Word builds that solid rock, folks. It builds it. 
You build it line upon line. Line upon line. Turn with me to the book of James, the first chapter. James, the first chapter, the 21st verse. He said, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Blessed be God. Weeks translates that verse. He said, which has power to save your soul. You've got to believe this one thing, that the Word of God has the power and ability to handle your problem. Now, you've got, to, you've got to make that quality decision. And until you make that quality decision, you're not going to be a doer of the Word. But when you figure out that I can cast everything I have over upon Jesus Christ, the Word of the living God. Amen? When Peter stepped out of that boat, he stepped out on a piece of word about this long. Jesus, the Son of the living God, said, Come, and it held up a big 200-pound man, just a little bitty word like that. How come? Because it's the word of the living God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. We see that our Lord Jesus Christ, in His earthly ministry, He told those people, He said, You're looking at your great God. I am. Those disciples knew who was speaking that word out their mouth and he had spoken to Peter and said come hallelujah he stepped out on the water and began to walk but he looked and he saw the wind boisterous and he saw the waves and he saw that yeah, I'm telling you now folks whether the wind was blowing or whether it's calm, that's not what made Peter walk on the water if it had been calm he couldn't have walked on the water it, it came about by one thing, him acting upon the word of the Most High God. That's the only way that this word will hold you up is when you walk out and step out on the word of God and believe God. That's when it changes lives. That's when healing comes to the sick. That's when financial needs are met. That's when fear leaves and faith walks in the door with the answer, praise God. When a man begins to believe God and stretches his faith out and says, My God said it. I believe it and I'll act upon it. Hallelujah. I'd rather have the word of the living God spoken through the pages of the Bible than I had 50 angels standing here speaking unto me. Because this word, he said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall never pass away. This is eternal. This is forever. This is God speaking directly to man. Hallelujah. And when man steps out and acts upon it, it will move the hand of the mighty God. I'm telling you now, when a man say, says, I believe God, God will step over 10 million people to get to one old boy that will just believe God's word and act upon can you shout amen hallelujah praise God James 1 he said but be ye a doer of the word not a hearer only deceiving your own self you know I've seen a many person that have deceived their own self they're trying to stand for healing, trying to stand for a financial need, trying to believe for a husband, but they're actually not being a doer of the Word. I've seen a many cases like that. 
I've seen people say, well, Brother Sullen, I'm believing God for my husband. What are you doing? Well, I'll tell you what, every time he sits still, I lambast him with the Word of God. That's not trusting God. Every time he sits down, I got a track wrapped up ready for him. That's not trusting God. Trusting God is saying, my God, your word said, this promise is unto me and my whole household. And many as a far off as the Lord thy God shall call. I stand on that word right there. I stand on that, Lord. I put pressure upon that word. I step out of the boat and walk on water with you, Lord. I'm believing you for that. I'll not try to wire work it around. I'll not try to do anything about it. But I stand believing you this day and I come against that evil one that's tried to blind my husband's eyes my wife's eyes, my child's eyes, and I say, I command you to loose him, and this very day I claim his deliverance out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. Hallelujah. I stand firm on it, Lord. That's putting it in God's hands. That's putting it in his hands. Not trying to make it happen. Most of the time, most women run them away. They go the other way. Well, someone's got to tell him, Brother Soul. Well, it don't have to be you. He ain't listened to you in 20 years. What make you think he's going to listen now? Someone say, say, oh, me. Because it's true. That's right. Be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. James Moffat translates that. He said, act on the word instead of merely listening to it, deluding yourself. How many of you ever seen someone who's deluded? I mean, they ain't got much to them. They watered down. Rotterham said, Become ye doers of the word and not hearers only, reasoning yourself astray. Reasoning yourself astray. Let me tell you something, folks. If you are believing God and are acting up on the Word of God, you can't tell your faith. You can't look at you and tell whether you're in faith or in victory or going through a trial. Your faith is, your face is the same. You look the same whether you're going through a trial, whether you are in victory, whether you have just went through the toughest time or you're in the biggest storm of life. Praise God. You know when the storm was on and they woke Jesus up, he didn't frown and say, oh Lord, what are we going to do now? Another storm is on. Oh, what will we do? Blessed be God, he stood up and took the authority given unto man. Hallelujah. He took his authority. Can you say amen? When you understand authority and understand how God delegated it out to man, then you can stand up and say, Blessed be God, my God gave me the authority and I've got authority over the power of the evil one and nothing he does can by any means hurt me. Hallelujah. Blessed be God, the authority of God shall come straight from the throne of God and come through you and you'll rise up out of mediocrity and stand up in the violent Christian style, praise God, and speak Almighty God's Word. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Say, so, well, dear sister, how are you today? Well, I'll tell you, brother, so. Yes, you will. You sure will. And everybody else you run into. And get on the phone if you can't do enough damage face to face. You'll get on the phone and, and, and run it all over the world. Oh, what a try. 
Well, we've got a prayer chain. You better break the link then. Praise God. Well, we got a prayer chain. Most of them I ever seen was nothing but a gossip chain. Did you hear about, oh, did you hear about the piano player? She's been grinning at one of the members. Uh-huh, I see right now some of you been talking, ain't you? <laughs> and some of you been listening, too. <laughs> Hadn't they, Scott? <laughs> 23rd verse. said, For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in the glass. Twenty-fourth verse said, For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgiveth what manner of man he was. See, he goes and looks at himself in the mirror. He goes and looks at himself in the mirror, but he hadn't planned on remembering which hair was out of place, how his nose looked, which side of his head both ears was on or anything else. He hadn't made up his mind what he's going to look like and you come ask him something kind of like an asking a witness to a crime or something. What did he look like? Well, hadn't planned on really remembering. How many times have you ever been to church that you didn't plan on leaving there with what that preacher was saying? I'm going to get a hold of this. I'm going to act on this. I'm going to take it to heart and I'm going to do the Word. I'm not going to be just a hearer. I don't care about just learning knowledge. I want knowledge that I can act upon that will become real in my life. You could ask them in your Witness, what happened there? Did he have a gun? Well, it looked like he did. Well, what size was it? Well, it, you know, it's one that, you know, like Roy Rogers told it. What did he look like? Well, he, you know, he was kind of short, but tall, and, you know, and he was. When you looked at him, you didn't plan on remembering. You was planning on getting out of there as quick as you could. He was hoping you, he, you had a sack on your head where he couldn't see you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? See, you've got a plan on. You've got to make a, a, a plan. Look, I'm going to hear the Word and I'm not just going to be a hero. I'm not going to look in the mirror and say, look at that, my nose is sitting on the left side of my head and then forget about it. Blessed be God, I know where my nose is. I know where the freckle is. I know where that bump is. I know where that mole is. I know which side of my head my ears is on. you got to make plans. Because one day, someone's going to come up and ask you, you believe that healing stuff is real? That was just for the Jews. I believe God is going to put sickness on you. And you say, well, I heard that God, I thought God, well, what was that that old boy was talking about? What was that? He said, buy something about stripes. Was it the stars and stripes forever? I don't remember, but I bet it, I don't know what it was. 
Are you understanding what I'm talking about? You gotta be preparing yourself to take that word, and when you take hold of it, you don't let go, you act upon it. And when the trouble comes and the storm comes, I act upon it. And when it looks like disaster's facing you, there's no way that you can get out and the storm, you're in the eye of the tornado, blessed be God. I'm acting on his word. I'll not turn it loose. If I sink, bless God, God will have to sink. That's when this stuff works. It don't work any other way. It don't work any other way. Sometimes I've had folks tell me, sir. Tell me I've had folks tell me, sir. Sometimes you act like you mad. Well, I am. I'm not acting no certain way. I am. I'm about half hot with Satan. I'm about half hot with his lying self. I'm telling you right now, I know his tricks. I used to work for him. I know what he does. He come to kill, to steal, and destroy. I'm telling you right now, we've got authority over that old Lord, and we've got authority straight from the throne to walk and tread upon serpents this day. Amen. I sure ain't happy with it. But sometimes you look like you're mad. Well, I am. I don't just look like it, I am. It wouldn't take me much right now. I lay hands on the toughest cancer victim in the world and get mad at what Satan has lied and stole and cheated the Christian man out of. A lady called me one day and said, Will you come see my husband? He's dying. I said, What's wrong with him? He said, He has cancer. Well, cancer's right out of my alley. I like to pray for cancer because I believe it to be an evil spirit. I, I just like to pray for him. And I went in his house and I said, Well, brother, what do you believe about God healing? You believe God heal you if I pray for you? See, I like to get a fellow located. He said, Well, I don't know whether he will or not. I said, Well, let's break the Bible open and see. And I began to show him the will of God. And he said, Well, I don't know, you know. That was his will back then. How many of you know Jesus is saying yesterday, today, and forever? If he's ever healed one, he's obligated to sell. If he's ever met the financial need for one, you know, one time he said, oh boy, down that fish, said, catch that first fish, catch that first fish and open his mouth. That was the money he needed. I tell you, I don't care how God meets my need. If he has to send me to a toad frog and look in his left ear, I don't care. I'm going to get my finance. He's going to meet my need. He's the one said it. I didn't tell him to put it in there. He didn't. Nobody coaxed him say, well, well, you know this, just kind of give us something to encourage us along. You know, give us a little hope. No, he put it in there because that's the fact and the mind of the living God. He sent Peter down there and said, catch that first fish. If he caught a first fish, it must have been a second. You know, I bet he got a boatload. Jesus never did just give him a fish or two. He'd give him a boatload. How I many of you know what Peter knew? He knew how to unload them fish. He didn't just pay his taxes. He got a whole load. I bet he got enough to feed his family for a year out of that load. Can you say Amen. Say, so, well, I don't know how in the world he's going to meet my need. Well, it don't make any difference how he does it, just so he does it. I got to believe in God one time, financially. 
And money was coming in at the mailbox every day. Every day. I'm telling you what. I got where I met the mailman. I was seeing him coming down through yonder. Yonder come my little piece of money. Oh, look at him. Ain't this nice? I went down there one day, you know, trying, trying to make out like I wasn't anxious. He opened my mailbox, poked my stuff in there, and I waited till, you know, hurry up and get on the way from here. And man, I got over there to it and opened it up. Went through it, went through it, bill, 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 up there. Wait, where's my little piece of money, mailman? Wait a minute. My money didn't come. He didn't say, my God, gonna supply your needs through the post office. <laughs> Amen. He didn't say he's gonna set a certain channel for you to, you to be blessed through. Huh? I'll never forget that week. God don't want you establishing channels. You know that? He don't want you establishing channels. Well, my job, you might lose that. Well, my, no, bless God, God don't want that. He wants you to believe straight to Him. Hallelujah. Nobody else. Nobody else. Well, glory. Praise the Lord. How to handle the storms of life. Praise God. Look up, uh, 25th verse there. Let me hit that 24th and one more, one more little lick before we leave. Said, for, see, he beholdeth himself and goeth straightway and forgetteth what manner of man he is. He forgets it altogether. Moffat said he forgets it once. Good speed said immediately forgets. Basic English said in a short time he has no memory. See, he don't remember what he's, what was that all about? He don't know his by his stripes or stars and stripes forever or what, what the thing was. But he knew it was something to do with healing. And I know my child's sick. And I wished I'd have remembered it. But I hadn't planned on the storms of life coming. People, you might as well get ready. The storms of life are coming. The problems, the problems of life are coming. Jesus said so. In the world, you'll have problems. Said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world though. Hallelujah. Let's go through them. Let's go through the fire. Let's go through the furnace. Let's go through the water. Let's go through it. Let's don't get hung up out in the middle and drown. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Well, turn with me, uh, uh, to the second chapter there of, of James. Fourteenth verse. He said, what does it profit, my brethren, though a man say that he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? Phillips translates that, said, now what use is it, my brother? See, he's talking to brothers. For a man to say that he has faith if his actions do not correspond with it. See, you, faith, you know, you can talk faith. That's cheap. How many of you know talk's cheap? Oh, I believe God. i tell you what. You show me what you believe when one of your child's laying there with 105 fever. Tell me what you believe when you're looking at the wolves knocking at your door and you don't have no job. Huh? Let's see where you're at. Are you listening to me? We can get inside this church and we can jump up and down and shout hallelujah and everything, but what you going to do behind closed doors? What you going to do when the problem's on and your wife is squalling? Oh, honey, they going to come get her car. And oh, I need that telephone. We ain't for three months behind. Oh, can't you get up? 
What are you going to do then? What are you going to do then? Are you listening to me? Unless you've made your mind up that I stand on the Word of God, your wife will have no more confidence in your words than she would a chimpanzee. Are you listening to me? They've got to have great confidence that what you said you're going to believe. They've got to have great confidence that they've seen you act on the Word and stand on the Word before. Amen? What does it profit a man though they say he has faith and, and his actions don't correspond? One translates that said, What good is it, brethren, if a man asserts that he possesses faith, but he does not reveal it in his actions? He don't reveal it in his actions. I've seen a many person say, Oh, brother so, oh, hallelujah. Himself took my infirmities. He bare my sickness. Oh, by his stripes I'm healed. But oh, up under my rib cage. Oh, under my rib cage, it don't look like it'll ever go away. Oh, if you hurt like I did. Oh, me, I used to think his lumbago. But this voice has been coming to me here lately. I believe it's turned into cancer. I can't hardly stand up. Where did that come from? Huh? You mean I'm going to listen to that? Or am I going to listen to what the Word of God said? Which one am I going to believe and act upon? Amen? Which one am I going to act upon? Well, it sounded like you was going to act on the Word of God. You quoted the Word of God. You spoke the Word of God. But your actions did not correspond. They didn't respond to that. Why? Because oh, under my rib cage, the lumbago set in for life. Turn with me to Mark, the fourth chapter. Fourth chapter, look in the 35th verse. Now you understand that Jesus had just taught the parable of the sower. He had just taught how Satan cometh immediately to steal the word, how that Satan would come with persecution, afflictions, uh, uh, everything in the world trying to stop the word uh, uh, from working. He'd, st he'd start persecuting, he'd start doing everything to stop the word. All right, the 35th verse said the same day. Now, he done taught them how Satan come immediately and the same day. Say the same day. They'd heard the parable, the sower sowed the word. They had heard this. He said the sower sowed the word. Immediately Satan cometh to persecution and afflictions arise for the word's sake. He comes to steal the word. All right, he said the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, what did the Son of the living God's Word say? Let us pass over to the other side. Well, Satan's going to come and try to stop that from happening. Why? Because he don't like the Son of God? No, he don't like the Word of God. 
He wants to stop the Word from working because the Word of God is the authority from the throne room of Almighty God. This Word of God will work for you just like it did Jesus Christ. The words upon your lips are just as powerful as they were on the Lord Jesus Christ's lips. Can you say amen? Because it's God's Word. Amen? Jesus never used anything that wasn't available unto us. He was our example. He was the Son of Man. He represented man. He was the Son of God. He represented God. Alright, He said the same day when the evening has come, He said to them, let's go, let us pass over the other side. Well, He done spoke the Word. Well, now He's been preaching two or three days straight. Imagine He's tired. How come you imagine that? Well, 36 verse said, And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also other little ships, and there rose a great storm of wind and waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Well, that looks like a terrible situation. Looks like somebody's going to sink. But God said, I'll meet your need. God said, I will deliver you. God said, Himself took your infirmities and bear your sicknesses. God said that He'll have His angels charge over you and lift you up that you'll not dash your foot against the stone. God said, with long life will I satisfy them and show them my salvation. That's what God said. Satan cometh immediately and the ship's full. But he said what? Let's go to the other side. Let us pass over to the other side. 38th verse. And he was in the hind the power of the ship asleep on a pillow. How many of you ever noticed a fellow believing God will be in peace? Huh? He ain't a spewing and a fretting and a, and a just calling everybody in the world trying to get some kind of agreement. Well, if I could get, the more I get a praying, the more of my, I guess, you know, I've heard folks say, well, we're going to bombard heaven. I never did know what they was talking about. We're going to bombard the throne. I don't even know what that is. I've never read that. I don't even know what the saying is. And thank God that I don't. I don't want to know. Bless God, He told me to come boldly to the throne of God, grace and obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. How many of you know our God's still a merciful God? How many of you know He's still got the grace of God? If you can't get something on your faith, you can get it on the mercy of God. Can you say amen? He's a merciful God. He's never lost any compassion, any of His love. Some folks need to cast themselves over on the mercy of God and the love of God and the compassion of God. He said he was in the hind part of the ship asleep on a pillow. They awake him. Say unto him, Master, care us thou not that we perish. Look over and uh, back up to the at 19th verse, one of the ways that Satan comes, and the cares, and the cares, 19th verse, and the cares of the world, the cares of the world. They asked him, 
Carest thou not that we perish? No, I don't care because I don't spoke the word. Look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You mean, carest thou not that I perish? We're not going to perish. He didn't say, let us go halfway and sink. If the wind comes up or the storm comes up, he didn't say, well, now we're going to go halfway and don't have to swim the rest of the way. He didn't say that, did he? Somewhere, somehow, maybe we'll get across. Oh, somewhere, somehow. Oh, if we just, you know, if, if the Lord sees fit, we might make it. No, he said, let us pass over unto the other side. I'm telling you right now, when you're believing God, you're ready to go to the other side. You're ready to go through the trial, through the fire, through the water. You'll not take halfway or half measures. You'll not get under the cares of life. You'll get under the hand of Almighty God. Hallelujah. And say, my God, said it. I believe it and that settled it. Praise God. Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. Well, let's see what he did. He said, Master, they woke him up. They wake him. I, he didn't wake up in too good a mood. You think he did? Well, let's read it. Master, cast thou not that we perish? He rose and rebuked the wind. He got up hot. He got up mad with Satan. He got up. He knew who his enemy was. They thought the wind was. They thought the storms of life, the trials of life were the enemy. How many of you know our enemy is not our boss? It's not our wife. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Our enemy comes straight from the pit of hell. Someone said, yeah, but you don't know what she said about me. Well, who caused her to say it? Poor thing. Poor ignorant thing. Yielded to the devil. Jesus stood up and told them all, said, look, I'm going to go to the cross. Just asked Peter, said, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? He said, some say you're Elijah, some John the Baptist. He said, whom do you say I am? said, Thou art the Son of the living God. He said, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. He said, Upon this rock I'll build my church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. When you've got a revelation that Jesus Christ is Lord, that's what He builds His church upon. Hallelujah. When you get a revelation that my God reigns over sin, sickness, disease, and failure. Hallelujah. That's when you're on that solid rock, folks. That's when you're on the solid rock. Can you say amen? He told him, said, you are the son of the living God. He said, God revealed it to you. Walked on down the road a little bit. Said, well, I'll tell y'all boys something. Said, I'm going to die and go to the cross. And I'm going to be 
Put on the cross. Third day I'm alright. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! 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 I be it far from you that we'll we'll allow that. Jesus turned and spoke to that spirit that influenced Peter and told him, "Get thee behind me, Satan." Peter wasn't his problem. Is that spirit influencing him? Are you listening to me? Peter wasn't just some kind of numbskull, folks. Huh? He run a big fishing business one time. I ain't never seen anyone have a fishing syndicate that was down and out and broke and ignorant. I imagine there's plenty of fishermen up and down that thing. But blessed be God, they had plenty. He was feeding his mama-in-law. Ain't many folks do that. I want to do that. Heard one fellow then whisper, Amen. <laughs> Alright, let's see what happened here. He said, Carest thou not that we perish? 39th verse said, He rose, rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. Wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And He said unto them, Why are you so fearful? Now listen to me. He didn't say, Now boys, Y'all should not be fearful. He said, why are you so fearful? Why are you so fearful? What is wrong with you? He woke up. Ready to do battle. <laughs> he run Satan off first, now he got on these folks. <laughs> and they were scared to get out of the boat. He said unto them, why are you so fearful? Listen to him. How is it that you have no faith? What if I get up in your face, Bessie, and tell you, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Why is it you have no faith? You'd go to squalling in a little bit. <laughs> Amen. What is wrong with you for the whole group? Whole boatload of folks. <laughs> well, is that a fair question to ask them? Was Jesus fair? Or did he just say, well, I'm tired of fooling you and I got up on the wrong side of the ship and the pillow was hard and I'll just eat you alive. He didn't do that, did he? Why are you so fearful? Where is your faith? Why is it you have no faith, he said. Is that a fair question? It's not unless he taught them faith, had he? He must have taught them. Believe Jesus to be an honorable man. Believe Jesus to be honest about this thing. Amen? Jesus wouldn't require you to do something you couldn't do. Are you listening to me? He wouldn't require for you, you to stand in the face of a storm if you couldn't handle it. He wouldn't require you to stand up under a financial strain if He hadn't given you the tools to defeat that thing. He would not ask you to stand in the face of sickness on one of your children if you hadn't got the ability in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to defeat that thing. He wouldn't do that. He's, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have uh, told those people, why do you have no faith? He would not have done that unless they knew some things. He does not require you to do anything you're not capable of doing. Did he tell them? I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Nothing. Storms, winds, anything shall not by any means hurt you. 
Praise be unto God. Well, what should they have done? The same thing you should have done. I don't want Jesus to put His finger in my face and say, where is your faith? I don't want Him to tell me, look, why are you so fearful? How many of you know our God still speaks? Huh? If He has to, He'll call a mule to talk to a fellow. He'll do whatever it takes to get it across to you. Now listen to me. Wouldn't you hate to stand before the risen Lord and He say, where was your faith? I called you to do some things. I called you to do a work for me. I called you. Why did you, why, why did you, why are you so fearful? Where was your faith? I taught you. I led you along. You've been with me all this many years and you've seen my word work time after time after time. Why is it that you have no faith? What was they supposed to do? Well, he's our example, isn't he? What did he do? He never made a move outside of faith, did he? Hmm? What should you do? Stand up and rebuke him? Why, yeah. Why, whoever was running that ship ought to have stood up and said, Look here, the Son of the living God has spoken. And he said, Let us go over to the other side. Bless God, winds you have no authority. I don't care. I don't care what happens if angels have to pick it up and float it over there. I don't care what happens if it has to rise above the water a hundred feet and fly over there. I don't care what happens. The Son of the living God has said, let us pass over to the other side and we're going to the other side. Leave the Master alone and let Him get some rest. Shout amen, somebody. That's good preaching. I'm preaching way better than y'all shouting tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. You're going to run into some storms of life one of these days and Brother Solon ain't going to be there. And Uncle John ain't going to be there. And ain't Sookie, she's going to be on the other side of the mountain. Are you listening to me? And it's going to be a storm on. It's going to be a trial on. And your husband's not going to be there. Your wife may not be there. Nobody in the phones are down. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? Well, my child's laying there with 105 fever. What are you going to do now? I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say, I have the faith of the living God on the inside of me. I'm the temple of the living God and He's given me the authority from Almighty God to speak in His name and I speak healing over this child in Jesus' name. And I command Satan to loose him and let him go, hallelujah. And I'll go no further. I'll go no further. I'll go no further. I'll not square on ball and hunt some other method. Can you say amen? I went far as I'm going with it. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise God. Faith talks, agrees, acts on God's answer. On God's answer. This Bible's a book of answers. You know, when I was in school, teachers give senior tests, and, you know, different tests. Well, gals work in the office. Give them answers. 
I could make some fine grace when they give me them answers. I mean, you know, I got the answer. I don't have to do anything to pass now. I pass over to the other side. I don't go halfway and sing. Can you say amen? I got the answer. How many of you ever got over to the back of the book? We won, folks. <laughs> we winners. It don't say over there. I said, well, they tried it, but they sunk. Halfway through. They picked one up afloat. Can you say amen to this? Man, this is, this stuff's so serious. This stuff's so serious. Man, this is the most serious thing you can preach. I mean, this is believing God. This is saying, my God, I'm going to believe you. I'm going all the way, Lord. I'm going to get out of the boat and walk on water. I ain't going to be a ship dweller. I'm going to be a water walker. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, that old sea walker. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. God's calling a new people out. He's saying, come out of that boat. Come out. Come out. Praise God. If the boat sinks, you can walk on water. Hallelujah. Well, that ain't the way I had it planned. Well, quit planning it. Well, that ain't the way I heard it. Well, I don't care how you heard it. God's got a bunch of varieties of way to deliver you, folks. They don't always come through the mailman. He met my knees through a man running the whiskey store one time. <gasps> oh, I wouldn't say that in a church. Well, I would. That man got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost too. <laughs> he said, my God will do whatever it takes. That man heard from God. And I tell you what, I tell you what, I was supposed to preach in Louisiana. I didn't have enough, I couldn't, I couldn't have bought enough gas to get off my property, much less, uh, much less out of the state. I told the Lord, I don't care if I don't make me no difference, no way. Uh, I don't care how you meet the needs, I'm leaving. When time comes for me to leave, I'm leaving. I don't care if you have to blow me down there with a freight train. I don't care what you do. It ain't none of my business. You said for me to preach and he done spoke to my heart. The place I was going, they didn't even know I was going to preach. God told me I was. He said, well, he'd tell them, wouldn't he? Well, yeah, he did. When they finally listened. The preacher stood up to preach and fumbled around and fumbled around and said, well, I... I, I uh, Brother said, you're supposed to preach tonight, aren't you? I said, yeah, sure am. Get down. Amen. Praise God. All right. Turn with me to Matthew, the 11th chapter. Y'all getting anything out of this tonight? 11th chapter, 12th verse. Christianity is not a passive religion. Are you listening to me? Christianity is not a passive Set back and do nothing religion. Religion is set back, do nothing. Like Buddhaism. And be real passive. And don't, don't, don't even get around, you know, cows. Or, and, you know, don't hurt a flea. It'll be something your uncle come back or something. 
Not only is that, that passive, it's idiot too. You know, I've often wondered why people would, in America would look at other religions. Why don't they look at what it's ever produced? No country that's ever had, uh, that has not had Christianity in their country has ever amounted to anything. Nothing. Someone said, well, Japan has, Japan ain't never done nothing to copy what we've had. There's never been a country on the face of the earth that needed a patented law other than the United, I mean, uh, other than Christian nations. Do you know that? Heathen nations don't need one. Why? They ain't got the life of God in there, and therefore it's not invented. You've got something on the inside of you. It's created, folks. It's the life and nature of God. Or did you find the 11th chapter of Matthew, 12th verse? Already said, And from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. They take it by force. Philip said, from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven has been thrown wide open and eager men rush in to take it by storm. Hallelujah. You've got to be eager with this thing. You've got to be aggressive with it. You can't sit back and say, well, come by me, Lord. Come by me. Oh, if he'd only come by. Bless God. That woman with the issue of blood, she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. She is sick 12 years. I imagine her knees was weak and everything else. But blessed be God, she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. I could see her down there on her hands and knees. I mean, there's a multitude throwing. I bet she gets one on the leg. Get out of my way. Hallelujah. Amen. What make you think that's right? Because I know exactly what he, he said. Eager men take this thing before us. You got to work at this. You got to get your part. You've got an enemy arrayed against you who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Luke 16th chapter. Praise the Lord. Luke 16 and 16. <coughs> if you think this thing's going to just fall on you like ripe cherries off a tree, you're in trouble. Well, my son, I'm saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, it, 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 all these promises are mine. They are if you act on them. I mean, you know, strong meat belongs to them who are full age by reason of use. By reason of use. By reason of use. By reason of use. Only if you use this will you get over into the strong meat. Ain't no use in you getting any further than pablum baby food if you're not going any further. If you're going to stay in the spiritual nursery, then you ain't going to get nothing but baby food and blue john. Are you listening to me? It takes a man that makes up his mind I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on. I'm moving towards the high calling of Almighty God. I'm reaching out to find out why God captured me. What did He want with me? I'm reaching out to reach that finish line. Oh, I feel like it'd be fatal for me to turn back. I feel like it, and I'd just die if I'd turn back. I'm pressing on. I'm reaching on towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'll not turn back. I'm pressing into it. And I know it'll be a fight. It'll be trouble here, trouble there. 
But bless God, I'm going through the trial, the test, the storm. I'm going through the fire. Hallelujah. I'm going all the way with the Lord Jesus. 1616. said, The law and the prophets were until John. Same verse as we read in Matthew. Law and the prophet were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached and every man presseth into it. Hallelujah. Ruth translates that. said, storming his way into it. Good news said, forcing his way into it. The blessings don't just fall on you. You're going to have to attack your problems with the word of the living God. You're going to have to attack them. They're not just going to come and say, well, they're mine. They, all these promises are mine. No. You're going to have to press on into this thing, folks. That woman with the issue of blood, she didn't just sit by on the corner and say, oh, come by me, Lord, bitch. She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. And I'm telling you, she done everything. They was everybody touching him. His multitudes around him. They was all thronging him, it says. Son, she got in there and got a hold of that. He said, who touched me? How many of you know this stuff will work for you if you'll reach out and touch the hem of that garment? you got to reach out. you got to reach out. you got to press in. you got to take authority. you got to work at it. It don't just fall on you. Can you say amen? You're going to have to track, attack your problems with the Word of the living God. you got to be on the offense to win. Hallelujah. If you're going to score, you need to be on the offense. Amen? Praise be unto God. Eager men storm it his way into it. Good news said, forces his way into it. Sounds like a struggle there or something, don't it? How many of you know sometimes it ain't too easy to get your heat? Huh? Because there's a battle, a mind realm. But blessed be God when you realize our Lord Jesus Christ got it for us 2,000 years ago and give us authority over all the power of the enemy, we can press on into it. Amen? Hallelujah. Stand on your feet. Say this with me. I am a new creation made in the image of Almighty God with His life, His nature, His ability. I can do all things through Christ who lives in me. Greater is He that is in me than He that's in the world. I have died and my life is now hid with Christ in God. Greater is He that is in me. The temple of the Holy Ghost is who I am. Collectively, we are the body of Christ. Individually, we're the temple of the living God. He lives in me. He dwells in me. I cannot be defeated. I will not be denied. I'll press on into the blessings of God. I'll not set back. I'll not be passive. Oh, I'll be offensive. I'll be obnoxious. 
where Satan is concerned. In Jesus' name, Satan is defeated. Sickness is defeated. Failure is defeated. Every need I have is met according to his wealth in glory by Christ Jesus. I stand on the word of God believing only what he says. The storms will not defeat me. They'll let the winds blow. They'll not defeat me. I'll get out of the boat. I'll walk on water. He's called me to charge. The horn has been blown. The time is at hand. We are the generation that'll take the earth for God. In Jesus' name, send me into the fields. I want to be used as an ingathering harvester. In Jesus' name, I receive boldness to proclaim His Word. In Jesus' name, I'm more than a conqueror this night. Well, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.